This is Pastor Chadwick King. I hope you enjoy the ministry of God's Holy Word today provided by the Promise Center Media Ministry. Please share this lesson or sermon with your friends and family. And may the Lord bless you. Praise God. How you guys doing? Man, all the mamas, you guys look amazing. I was out there just kind of staring at the red carpet as all the moms were taking their pictures, and, and uh, you guys look amazing. We give double honor to you. The other thing I want to say is this. How many new moms do we have? Do we have any new moms? Like, this is your first, this is your first Mother's Day. Oh, we got one in the house. Why don't we give her a hand? First Mother's Day. Congratulations. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Today, we're just going to make it all about you, and, and honestly, this, the sermon, everything is just going to be about you, and we're just going to brag on you because you guys, we wouldn't survive. Guys, we wouldn't survive without these amazing ladies. I do know it. I know it. I know it. Amen. And so, we, we give you double honor. The Bible says this, that we're, we're to honor, we're to honor up, we're to honor that, we're to honor everybody. We want to honor fiduciary responsibilities, we want to we honor uh, functional authorities, we, we honor everybody, but, but more than just honoring the police chief and honoring, uh, you know, teachers and, and honoring people that are in important positions, we want to honor like the person who has our best interest at mind and heart, and that's mama, and, and, and today is like one of those days where you go, this is worthy of double honor. These, these wonderful ladies are worthy of double honor, so today is your day. So guys, I'm going to talk a little bit to the gals, a little bit to the moms, a little bit to, to you. I'm going to do a little therapy and help you guys out. There's some things I think us guys need to know. We got to understand. We got to figure out and figure out quickly because if we don't figure it out, people can get hurt. That's just the bottom line. People can get hurt. And, and here's, I want to start with this. There, there's a lot of dangerous places in the world. Uh, there's a lot of dangerous neighborhoods in the world. But one of, one of, the, one of the most dangerous hoods that you'll ever find or ever enter into is motherhood. Come on, somebody. It, it, mother, motherhood can be dangerous. You, you got to be courageous. You got to have valor. You got to have patience. You got to have it all to survive motherhood. Can I get an amen from all the moms? All right. So I think I know what I'm talking about. So for the guys, really quickly, really quickly, I got five things I just want to give you. Five questions you never ask a mom or a lady, but especially a mama. Is this Okay. They're very basic, very simple. You know this. You just need me to say it because you know it, but you just you, you, you would say it anyways because you'd forget. So I just have to, this is like therapy. This is helping people. Marriages are going to be fixed today in Jesus' name. Number one, uh, the first one is you ne never ask, have you gained weight? That's just obvious. <laughs> never ask that. That just, if it comes out of your mouth, wife, it, mom, if that happens, you call us, call the office. We're going to take care of that one, Okay. Number two is you never ask, are you pregnant? Never ask, are you pregnant? Even if they're delivering the baby on the way into the hospital, you just say, you got a headache? You just, you never ask if they're pregnant, never, ever, ever. Um, number three, you never say, why are you acting like your mama? <laughs> now, listen, that'll, that, there's, a, there's a reaction built into... There's a, there's a hand reaction, so I just, I'm helping somebody here. This one's important too. Number four, oh, so you don't have a job, you're just a stay-at-home mom. Come on, somebody. I'm helping. I'm helping somebody right now. Okay. And then last but not least, number five, you, you really going to eat all that? You really going to eat all that? 
You really going to eat all that? Those are words you never get back. You really going to eat all that? You really going to eat? Those last forever. They just hover in the universe forever and ever and ever and ever. So we're, we're in a sermon series called Happy, and uh, we're going to be talking about happy moms today. Last week was, was happy money. We talked about how the number one contender for your affection and devotion is not Satan, it's stuff. Come on. That help anybody last week? But we're going to talk, we're going to talk about what, what makes mama happy and, uh, and, and give you some keys, give you some clues, and hopefully by, by 2 o'clock today, you're going to make some phone calls to mama, let her know how much how incredible she is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, someone once said, a woman doesn't know how true, uh, what true happiness really is until she gets married, and then it's too late. So <laughs> you're not going to see this coming. Happy Moms is going to be something that is going to bless you. Matthew chapter 15 and 21, Matthew 15 and 21. I want to read a story about a bodacious, amazing mama who, who went to great lengths to make sure her kid was okay. An amazing, bodacious mom that went to great lengths to make sure her kid was okay. As you're turning, or as you're turning on your iPad, or whatever you're doing to get there, or you're turning your eyeballs up, I want to uh, just say a big welcome to Dan O'Lurking, a friend of mine. Would you give him a Promise Center welcome? Amen. He's one of the team members, staff members at, with the ARC group and uh, planting churches all over uh, the United States. And we're going to be in July, July 16th, working with uh, ARC. We're going to be serving our community with hundreds and thousands of other churches. It's exciting. I'm so glad he's here. Thank you for, for coming in today and uh, being with us. Amen? Praise God. All right, here we go. Matthew 15 and 21. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Basically left uh, Judah, Israel proper, and now is in what is now basically Syria. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. That torments her severely. Now, this is not trying to convince you your kids are demon-possessed. I know you've thought that before. This is not that kind of sermon, okay? We're just talking about a mom's passion. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away, tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all of her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. Now, Jesus is not being unkind, uncouth. He's not, he, he, he really is speaking from a place of authority because his season is to reach Israel. And the days of the Gentiles, that, that dawn of the, 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 the Gentiles is coming, but it's not now. And so we're in a different dispensation it's theological. Just trust me on that. So he said, he said it's not for you now. It's, it's, it's for Israel right now. But she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take the food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Most moms would be like, uh-uh. But watch what she does. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman. Jesus just said, he said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Wow. Bodacious, amazing faith. Come on, somebody. That's what I want. I want to know how to stand before Jesus and plead. Amen. So we're talking about um, happy moms. Heavenly Father, we open our hearts today. Speak to us. Let your word fall into good ground and bring forth much fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, 
Amen. All right. Has anybody here ever read The Virtuous Woman, the Proverbs 31 woman? Has anybody ever read that before? Man, I remember reading that like before I got married. And I was like, Lord, you're guaranteeing this. This is in your Bible. This is like the word of the Lord right here. Like I'm going to, like, like for sure, like uh, a good woman is hard to find, hey, hey, and then uh, worth more than diamonds, and you read it, and you start reading this description, and you start realizing, like, like this woman's a CEO, she owns property, she manages property, she wakes up early, she goes to bed late, she cleans, cooks, doesn't complain, her husband loves her, he's sitting back in the lazy boy eating his food, he doesn't do it. I mean, when you read this thing, you realize, like, like this was written by a man, you know, like, this is like, you're like, dear Lord, and that's why it starts off with, like, a good woman's hard to find, Brother, so- Brother Solomon, this is even realistic, and sometimes, ladies, moms, we have these unrealistic expectations about ourselves. Come on. And my first point today is this. To be an amazing mom, you don't have to be a perfect mom. You're welcome. Amen. I heard thank you. To be an amazing mom, you do not have to be a perfect mom to be an amazing mom. And there's this pressure with social media, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, there's all these different ways to see everybody's colorful world. Man, look how great their life is. Look how wonderful. You know they're only taking those pictures when everything is perfect. You know they're like, oh, this is a good moment. My hair looks good. Come on, somebody. And they're like, selfies all over, right? And so we we go, I don't have that. My kids aren't obeying. You don't realize it took them 30 minutes to get those kids to line up that way. You have no idea what it took for that to happen. And sometimes, you know, we talked last week about stuff, but sometimes this idea of perfection, it becomes a stumbling block. Sometimes this idea of like all the stars lining up and the kids, you know, one day your kids wake up and they, they, they march into the kitchen. You don't make them breakfast. They make you breakfast. They show you, hey, I'm an honor student. I just decided to start learning the violin. I've been playing for a year in the garage. You don't know about it, but I've been, you know, you know like you're, you're waiting for all this stuff. And God's like, no, you know what? You can be in my perfect will and still have a perfect mess, and that's okay. You can be in my perfect will and still have a perfect mess, and that's okay. Watch what the scripture says in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and 4 says this, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If you're waiting for things to be perfect, to go life is good, God's worthy of praise, if you're waiting for that perfect moment, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Something, there's always going to be something out of place. You know, moms, you know, you know how it goes when you clean the house and you're like, you know, and you're excited because guests are coming over and you've, you've started at the top and you've worked your way down. You've worked your way from the back to the front and now the house is clean. And when your guests come, you're like, oh, pardon the dirty house. But really, you've been cleaning for two days. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm thinking, Heidi is lying right now, but God forgive her. She's forgiven in Jesus' name. <laughs> the house is a mess. She's been pleading for two days for you to come. 
But then like, like, like then, then the kids get, they, you know, they, they get the Legos and they take it and you're like, oh, why, why, can't just, why can't the house just stay clean for like a moment? Why can't it just, kids, why can't the house just stay clean for five minutes? And, and basically the only way to do that is to get them out. And we don't want them out. We want them there. And, and sometimes a, a good mess is, is a good sign of a good life and a good, amen, a good home. Amen. So I want you to know, moms, you don't have to be perfect. We, we don't put those expectations on you. We thank you for being mom. We thank you for who you are. Come on. Amen. There was a, there's a story about a guy named uh, Ali Hafad. He's from Africa. He, and, and, and he was looking for diamonds. Someone came up to him and showed him diamonds, and he was so excited about finding diamonds, so he sold everything, left his family, goes on this journey, goes up to Europe, goes to Asia. He's on this journey trying to find diamonds because someone told him you can find diamonds. you go, you got to go on the journey. And so he's on this journey looking for diamonds. He's on this path looking for diamonds. He sold his property, and, and he comes home. He comes home with nothing. He's impoverished. He's lost his family. He's lost everything. And the man he sold the property to, the man he sold the property to goes out into the back and, and, and where the, the creek was and he sees a shiny thing and come to find out the property that he had, the property that he owned underneath was full of diamonds, billions of dollars worth of diamonds and it's now called the Diamonds of Galconda, amen. And so he left looking for the very treasure that was right there in his backyard. I want to tell somebody, the treasure is right there in your backyard. The treasure is right there at the kitchen table. You don't have to look for it somewhere else. Come on everybody, I'm telling you. Right now, the treasure is in our homes, the treasure is in our kids, the treasure is in our future. we got to see it. Let's see the treasure. Let's not look for perfection. You're never going to find it. Come on, everybody. You're never going to find it, but there is treasure in our homes. Number two, mamas never give up. Now, I'm going to just, this is the easiest way to do it. I, I've never been to Yellowstone National Park. I've never been to Yosemite for, for, for one reason, Bears. Terrified of bears. There's a lot of ways to go. Don't want to go that way. Not going to go that way. Not going to happen, okay? Bears. And the bottom line is, is the, the scariest bears are the mama bears protecting their cubs. And, and guys, we've all seen the mama bear in mama. Have you seen that before? You, you see how tough mama is? Anybody see how tough mama is? You, you know that moment. You put her in a corner and she can fight. One time we were, we, our, our church group went and we went skiing up in New Mexico when I was living in Texas, grew up in Texas, and we went to New Mexico to go skiing. And I saw my mom, she was at the very bottom of the, of the ski slope. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to spray her with snow. This is a terrible idea, wasn't it? And uh, so there I am. I'm like, I'm not going to do the pizza wedge. I'm just going to go straight down. Here I am. I'm going down. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get, this, this, she's going to love it. I'm going to spray her with snow. It's going to be funny. Everyone's going to say, Chad, you're so awesome and funny and great. This is going to be wonderful. And so I go, I'm starting to turn to start spraying and I start tumbling. And there I am tumbling. I turn into a snowball and plow right over my mother. Her and I are both laying Side by side, in the snow. She doesn't even know who I am. All she saw was a snowball. The next thing I know, she jumps on top of me, and she starts pounding me. Left, right, boom. I'm like, Mom, it's me! I realized in that very moment how tough moms can be. You got to be careful because Mama Bear is in there. Amen. There's a story, a, a teacher told this story once. Of, 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 a, of a mom who called 
and because they went on a class field trip, they went swimming, and everybody had to bring a towel. Well, one of the girls' towels got stolen, so the mom calls the teachers. They stole one of the, I can't believe someone would steal my daughter's towel and just lecture, you know, what, I can't believe this. And the teacher's like, oh, it's okay, we'll, we'll figure it out, we'll get, well, well, what does the towel look like? The mom says, well, it's white, and it says Holiday Inn on it. <laughs> and so, as you can imagine, the teacher understood, mamas don't give up, mamas got to fight. And let me just say this, mamas, we need you to fight. We, we need you to keep being courageous. We need you to keep standing before the throne, talking to Jesus about those kids. We need you to be strong. We need you to be strong. God put a strength inside of you. It's amazing, that strength. We, we're in awe of that strength. We're a little bit scared of that strength. But I'm telling you, God put that in you. And you have a way of, uh, uh, amen, you have a way of getting up to, into God's presence and saying, God, I'm not moving till my kids feel it, till they know it, till they're saved. There's people in this room today, you're a product of a mom who would not give up. You're a product of a mom who said, you're coming to church. I, I tell people, when I was younger, I got drugged all the time. I got drugged to church like this, right here. Just, just you're going, I, I don't want to, you're going to church and you don't get, you don't have, and I'm so thankful Mama Bear said you are, she was fighting for me, she was fighting for my soul. She prayed for me when nobody else knew what was going on. Mama knew, and Mama had a way of fighting for her kids. Number three, Mama loves deep. She loves deep. Mamas love hard, don't they? Aren't you thankful for your mom today? Aren't you thankful? Like, you know that statement, like, that they have a face that only a mama can love? That, and that's funny, but, it is, it, 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 but it, it's connected to a little bit of truth. That mamas love no matter what. Mamas see the best in their kids. Mama's like, I, I know, I, I know he punched that kid. But can we at least admit that he followed through real good? Like, can we... <laughs> Is there, is there any upside to this? You know, mamas, mamas love. They love. And one thing that the Bible teaches us is that, that we, we as humans have this amazing capacity for love. We don't even realize how much of, is in us. Because for a long time, we, we kind of just settled into this idea that, that love is like, it's like a battery and you have X amount. And, and that you can use it up. And if I use too much over here, then I'm not going to have enough love over here. And that's not what Jesus taught at all. In fact, Jesus was asked this question, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Okay? Love you with everything. I got to love God with everything. My question is, what's left? If I love God with everything, that means I have to hate everything else. I have to not love everything else. And then he turns and says, love your neighbor as yourself. So even though I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, you're saying I still have more love to give? I can love my neighbor and love myself? You mean I can love God and not have to hate myself? You mean I can love other people and not have to hate? I can love people, love God, and be okay with myself? Is that what you're saying, Jesus? Absolutely yes. Because you and I have this capacity to love that's pretty amazing because love is transcendent. Love is this amazing gift that God put in us. I'll give you an example. When Josh was born, our, our firstborn, he's 12 years old now, 
when he was born, I was like, I was smitten. I was taken aback. I was like, okay, this is the most amazing thing. It was like I grew another heart. I was like, oh my, I don't even know how I can love. Like, I love my wife. She's amazing. She's incredible. But this was like different. I was like, oh my goodness. This, and I, I was just in awe. And, and, I, and I was like, he looks like me. Doesn't he look like me? And I was like the weird dad, you know, Brad. Oh, he looks like me. And, and then I'm like thinking, I can never love another human being any more than this kid. Ever, 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 ever. And I actually, we had this conversation once, like, you know, what if we just don't have any more kids? Because I just don't, I won't even like the others. <laughs> or I don't want to stop loving this kid this much. Like, I want to just keep loving him. It's just so amazing. And then we had Emma, like, a couple years later. And, and, and there's Emma, and now it's like I grew another heart. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I love Emma with all of me. And I still love Josh with all of me. And I still love my wife. And I still love God. And it's like, wait, I don't have to choose. I have this, we have this capacity to like, to keep loving. In fact, that's why James the pastor says, you know, don't shut up the bowels of your compassion. Like you can shut it off, but you weren't designed to shut it off. You weren't supposed to shut it off. In fact, there's a story. I love this story. I think I've told this story here before uh, of Mother Teresa. Anybody who know, knows who Mother Teresa is? She's pretty bad at the bone. Like some of these stories, the more I read about her, I'm like, I'm not worthy. You know, I'm terrible. But she, she's amazing. And her, her story, when she was sent to Calcutta and sent to India, like she did some amazing things. She was teaching in schools. She was, she, was a, she was a great teacher. People loved her. She was super kind. And she's teaching. She taught for 17 years. Loved the kids. But these kids were privileged. They were going to a, a good school. And she was the teacher. And she would go from her apartment onto the bus to the school, back on the bus, back to the apartment. Until one day, something different happened. She's headed to the bus and out of the slums, one of the untouchables, the lowest of the low in their culture, the lowest of that caste system, comes stumbling out of the slums, bleeding, dying, falls into her hands. She puts him on the bus, carries him, holds him all the way to the hospital. They go to the hospital. And there they wait for several hours. They wait for hours because he's at the lowest of the caste system. So, so even if he's the next one up, if someone from a higher caste system comes in, they go first. Th this hierarchy, he, he's not able. There's an echelon. He's not able to break it because of his scenario, because of karma. So there he is, dying in her arms. And she's pleading and waiting, and nothing's happening. So she gets back on the bus, goes down the road to another hospital, waits, waits, waits. Does this three or four times and finally, after several, several, several hours, he dies in her arms. She said something happened in that moment. Something changed in her. She called it the call within a call. Her heart opened to a people. And she went to her superiors and said, you know what? I, I'm thankful I've been able to teach for 17 years. But God has opened my heart to this community, to these slums. I don't know anyone, but I've been touched and I have been changed. A call within a call. Can I tell you here today, maybe you're not a mama, but maybe God's put a heart of the mama in you. Maybe you can love somebody who least deserves it and least expects it. Maybe you can reach out to someone. Maybe, maybe God is asking us to open our capacity today and say, you know what, we're going to open our heart to people. Because God has given us this amazing capacity to love and continue to love and continue to love. There's so much inside of you you don't even realize is there. But we get to see the glimpse of it through the heart of the mama. We see what that love looks like through the devotion 
of a mama. Aren't you thankful for mamas? Aren't you thankful for the love of mamas? Amen. Number four, moms are happy. Say this with me. Moms are happy when their kids are okay. This, this lady was not going to be happy until her kids, her daughter, was okay. She wasn't going to take no for an answer. Mama, you know what it's like. I've seen my wife. I've seen my mama do it. I've seen my mother-in-law do it. And my, 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 mom, my mom, she's a wonderful woman. She's not perfect. My wife, amazing woman. She's not perfect. My mother-in-law, in case she's listening, she's perfect. If you're listening... <laughs> You're perfect. If you're live streaming right now, you're perfect. But this amazing passion to see their kids well and safe and happy. Mamas are happy when their kids are happy. Something about it. When mom says, let's get everybody together. There's, just some, there's something about that call. Mama just wants to see them. Feel their heart. Mama's happy when their kids are happy. I'm going to read you a little note that was written by an 80-year-old mama grandmother. James Dobson read this on Focus on the Family a couple years ago. And it reads like this. To all my children, I suppose my upcoming birthday started me thinking along these lines. This is a good time to tell you that what I truly want are the things I can never get enough of. Yet they are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come and sit with me and for you to be relaxed and take some time. You can talk or we can be silent. I just need for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say the first time. I know how tiresome it is to always be repeating, but sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience when I think too much about the past and my slowness and my set ways. I want you to be tolerant with what the years have done to me physically and mentally. Please be understanding about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited when I try to figure out my bank statements. I can't remember what time to take my medication or if I've already taken it. I take too many naps and sometimes sleep just helps me pass the day away. Well, there you have it, time, patience, and understanding. Those are priceless gifts that I want. But let me finally say this in this letter. Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know I can do it. And it's a wonderful feeling to know that his eye is on the sparrow and he cares about me. I guess being old is not so bad after all, mom. Mom. So, how do we make Mama's Day? Give her a call. Go visit. If there's a grudge, if there's been a problem, say, I forgive you. It's no big deal. It's over. Because moms are a gift. Moms show us how to love, how to fight for those that we love. And you get one mama. And we need to covet that relationship. I know there's people in this room, your mom has passed, and you're going, 
I'm now at the top here saying, kids, come home. Kids, be with me. Mom, don't stop trying and don't stop asking because there's no relationship like the relationship of family. It is the greatest relationship on the planet. It is God's idea. The relationship of a man and a woman coming one through marriage. The relationship of children being reared and growing in a home that honors God. That says, Shema Israel. God is one. We're going to serve Him with everything. It is priceless. It is God's idea. Family is God's idea. Fatherhood is God's idea. Motherhood is God's idea. Childhood is God's idea. And we honor it today. And we honor moms today. In Jesus' name, would you stand? So here's what we're going to do. If you're next to your mom, standing close to your mom, would you just kind of snuggle up next to her? We're going to pray for moms today. We give you honor. We give you honor. Amen. Would you close your eyes? Would you bow your head with me? Heavenly Father, today we've enjoyed your presence. And we've enjoyed this gift called motherhood. Thank you. Today, Lord, we pray blessings on our moms. We pray strength over our mothers. If they're not here today or wherever they are, we pray that strength would come. Let them know their love. Let them know they're appreciated. Let your Holy Spirit comfort them today. Lord, for those who have lost their mother, they're in this life without that strength. I pray, Lord, that you would first be that strength for them. And second, Lord, Lord allow them to be that strength for someone else to emulate, to duplicate the love that they have felt. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you for the church family. I thank you for the church being like a mother, the care of the church, the sharing of the church, the passion of the church. The church is your idea, Lord, and the church is to emulate the heart of the mama, reaching for those, seeing those who are far but never giving up, praying and pressing and believing the best when nobody else believes the best. God, give us that heart. Give us that heart. And I pray, Lord, that you give us the courage today to stand in your presence and be bold. Bold for our children and bold for our families and speak the need and be clear and be honest and be upfront and say, Lord, we're not leaving here until you move. Because without you, Jesus... Our family cannot be whole without you, Jesus. Our family cannot be strong without you, Jesus. We will not see the strength of our lives fulfilled. And we give you all the honor and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. For more information about who we are, we invite you to go to thepromisecenter.com. God bless you.